Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts from three shows cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, joined by the host of Season Gaming's BitCast, my big brother and yours, Mr. Ainsley Bowden. We, we got to stop the big brother thing. At some point, it's got to come to an end. <laughs> you I, guys the, are two years apart. Settle the down. shoulder of responsibility. Look, it's, it's, as mantle, long as you... <laughs> a mantle of responsibility. As long as you keep being the mature one in all of our messaging, <laughs> the the name sticks. Yeah, the enough, name fair. sticks. What's so. going on, everyone? Uh, <laughs> good to be here. Cast Co-op episode five, guys. We did it. We can retire after this one. Is that how oh, it works? Can we? That's yeah, we can is. retire. I mean, we're wealthy now. I mean, all these hits, you know what I mean? So it's true. Yeah. I say we I say we call it and just uh, peace out. It's my yeah. my opinion. We had a good run. We had a good run. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I mean, it was okay. Let's. You know. <laughs> yes, yeah. it, it was average. It was average. <laughs> the, host, the host needed work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with us, as always, of course, is the host of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, Mister Joseph Moran. Go to hell. <laughs> Fair. Wait, that's the first episode you actually said the the Trophy Room. <laughs> name right. I did it right. Yeah, I yeah, did it right oh. that time. Oh, I did yeah, right that right, time. Good. You just predisposed to, to yeah. being uh, a dick, which makes sense. Look at <laughs> me. Yeah. Oh, true. goodness. My name is Luke Lore. I am the host of the Xbox Expansion Pass, a weekly podcast looking at the analytical goings-on of the Gamerverse. And here we are in Cast Co-op Episode 5 to talk about all things gaming. Specifically, our topic this week is the consolidation of exclusives in the gaming market. Gentlemen, this was brought about by the rumor that has resurfaced yet again that WB Games is going to be on the market, AT&T looking to sell. Gents, last we heard of this was in July 2020, where it looked like AT&T was trying to break apart WB Games uh, to send them out. Microsoft was heavily rumored to be searching for uh, some, several of those studios to acquire. It ended up the deal didn't go through. Uh, looks like rumor reports are popping up yet again, this time from Steven Totillo over on Twitter. A uh, fairly reliable source, I might say, uh, former Kotaku gent, and he's currently with Axios Gaming. Uh, he's saying that WB might be sending these studios out yet again. Uh, first impressions and thoughts on that. Go for it, Ains. Um, You know, first thing that comes to mind is PlayStation's dead. Yeah, um, makes sense. Yeah, makes I sense. Mean, that's just where you naturally take this, right? Title of the show. Yeah. <laughs> is PlayStation dead? That's it. I'm going to give a thumbnail now, y'all. <laughs> Please put definitive in the title. Uh, definitive, gotcha. Yeah, so um, realistically, uh, it's interesting because of obviously the wealth of IP and the I think the significance of the IP that is uh, kind of up for grabs, for lack of a better phrase, right? Um mm-hmm. There's we, we've talked a lot, even in the kind of few episodes we've done, the topic of the need for content on a service has come up multiple times. Yeah. Um, and so we've talked about, you know, Netflix and kind of the uh, streaming shows investing in content, Netflix, Disney Plus, et cetera. Um, and you're seeing the same thing in gaming, which is why Microsoft and Xbox have been doing what they're doing. PlayStation's investing extra money. It's all there. So this is this is another one of those where it could really have a big impact on the future of a platform um mm-hmm. so clearly it's got to be nintendo guys it's yeah. got to be 
Yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo does not seem to be the, I mean, joking aside, doesn't seem to be the fit. Whereas PlayStation and Microsoft uh, or PlayStation and Xbox, I should say, are the two that, that circulate the most. And within WB games, I mean, there's some good studios there to be had. Yes. I think uh, NetherRealm, which is, you know, Mortal Kombat 11. They're rumored to be working on a Marvel fighting game. Yep. Even Ed Boon's in on that joke. That's why I bring it up. Uh, yep. Monolith, who did uh, Shadow of War. Rocksteady is currently on Suicide Squad. WB Montreal with, with Arkham Knights. They have a mobile studio in WB San Francisco. And TT Games, which does the yep. Lego games, which, yep. I mean, those make bank. And the Skywalker Saga is looking like it's going to be a rebirth of sorts for, yep. uh, for Lego games. There's a lot of talent within that umbrella. And whether they and get broken apart too. or not. Yes. Okay. So that's the big one. Yeah. That's I mean, the I, big one. yeah. Maybe that's jumping ahead a little bit. But, you know, NetherRealm's been big for several years now. I mean, they've been big for years and years, but I mean, they've really come into their stride mm-hmm. or their own. Uh, Monolith, extremely talented. Uh, the mm-hmm. fact that uh, more people don't know their name regularly is kind of surprising, especially after, uh, as you said, Shadow of War. And a big, big shout out to Gotham City Imposters. That was a yes. monolith, monolith developed mm-hmm. game published by WB. Epic game. Uh, are, you Rob- the, are you the two that played it? Yeah. You are, if you are insulting Gotham City imposters. We're going to lose like 80% of our audience. I'm a diehard DC fan. And get out of here, get out of here with and Gotham you played City it. imposters. And you played yeah. it for six and a half minutes. And I was like, all right, well, what? this is the guy. Well, hold up, hold up. This you, is the guy that'll hold up our Fortnite sessions, right? Because he wants us all to match. That's right. Like a mother <laughs> going with the family photo with the kids. The That's kids right. have to match. This is Luke Lloyd. This is the man we put in charge. You realize it was based on a comic, right? Like, it's an actual comic. Yeah, yeah. the game wasn't good. Yeah. Okay. We're going to move on, guys. I'm, I'm turning red. We got to cancel no, I, this guy sooner. The game is legendary. Legendary. Look, I could picture, I could picture, dozens I of us. legendary edition of, of Mass Effect back there. I'm open-minded. Okay, I've re-downloaded Horizon, and, and I'm a diehard DC fan. Really and truly... Um, I was just trolling you. I've never played it. What is happening right now? Did you just admit (laughs) to not liking Horizon or Mass Effect 2? No, 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 no. I'm saying last week you guys talked to me about which games to play, and I was not a Mass Effect person long ago, and I I opened my mind to play play Mass Effect again. What are you? Are you? What are you looking for? Are you looking for Vault Boy? That's what he's looking I'm for, trying right? To figure now. out if I'm on the right show. Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I on this? What is going I'm on? Thinking the same thing, Ains. You want to do this show without him? Neither one of you can anyway, pronounce anyway. salutations at the beginning of so, the show. So let's, this is let's all throw me. The, <laughs> let's throw this out there because I know this was a topic previously. Is we know how big Spider Man is, right? Yeah. He is. Yeah gigantic and has been a huge boon for insomniac and playstation as a whole mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on uh xbox D- does it make sense to look at this and put a higher weight or priority on it assuming you could get some dc properties dc licensing including potentially batman out of this because if you if you if you don't know and people may not know Batman and Spider-Man are literally number one and two in terms of financial uh, global revenue per a comic book kind of license, an IP. Yeah. They're one and two. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's Who naive. does more, Maybe Spider-Man or Batman? Spider-Man, Spider-Man and Batman. They're one and two. I think Spider-Man does more right now. That's right. Suck it, Batman. <laughs> but my point being, like, I know that that that's all the way down into the weeds to a specific character, but I have to think that comes up in conversation because the long-term impact of that is hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Joe, you look like you're postulating. So let me jump in on this one as the expert show for just a moment. When I think about that, there is an added weight for Microsoft or an added incentive for Microsoft to weigh in on this particular thing uh, and try to gather or gobble up uh, a Batman style property to ensure not that they get the exclusive so much as that it doesn't go exclusive away from them. It's a huge loss that the Spider-Man games are not on the Xbox platforms, and they are fantastic video games. They yeah. sold me PlayStations 4 and 5. That's that, that is just bar none. Those are just great system, great, great games on those systems. And the idea of the next spiritual successors to the Arkham series showing up exclusively on a PlayStation would really spell trouble for the superhero genre, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not, not just for Xbox, but overall, I don't think exclusives are, are the way to go. We have very few examples of uh, an area where there's no competition and the game's still excelling. Now, there's more to it than just getting Batman. There's more to it than just keeping it out of a competitor's hand. There's a mind share aspect. There's a marketing aspect. Uh, you put Batman on a box... Uh, for for Game Pass or for a console, and that thing's selling more than it would have otherwise. So yeah. there's there's certainly an added motivation for Microsoft to ensure that Sony doesn't get the the two the top two uh, biggest selling comic book characters of all time exclusively in their pantheon. Uh, and I mean, think, Joe? they and they come pretty close too, because as we've seen with Gotham Knights, that has a marketing deal with PlayStation, and as well as like you know. Spider-Man being exclusive to PlayStation. You know, we give PlayStation a a lot of grief in the past few months, but we kind of forget that they're really good at making these deals, Mm -hmm. uh, especially marketing deals. Uh, They learned a lot of mistakes from, you know, the sixth generation onto the seventh, and now they're they're pretty darn good at it. So to me, when I take a look at like Batman and Spider-Man, yeah, I, I get concerned as a PlayStation fan. Because I'd rather play Batman on my PlayStation for sure. Mm-hmm. And seeing the rumors, it is easy for us to kind of go, okay, well, you know, they were looking for a buyer last year. Maybe they're going to look for a buyer this year. But we had uh, Jessica Howard on the trophy room uh, this week, and she actually talked about, she's like, I don't think it means, you know, Rocksteady and, you know, uh, Netherrealm are being sold off. She's thinking it's more like the TT games, uh, the, the games that aren't tied to um, WB per se. So she, so I kind of go with that thinking of at, they're safe for now because they have about two or three games uh, up to bat in the next year that's going to make them a ton of cash. And mm-hmm. then maybe you can think about selling it after you've put so much money in the development of these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think in terms of, you know, selling things off. I don't think we're going to see any of that uh, soon, but it does concern me because, you know, I would like to see a trooper told Spider-Man on Xbox. I would like mm-hmm. to see wherever that game could be because it is amazing. Um, it does belong to, to be in everyone's hands because that is a known IP. Mm-hmm. You know, that is, that goes be- well beyond Xbox and PlayStation. And, yeah, I, 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 I would hate to see that same thing happen to Batman as well, if that makes any sense. It's funny that both you and I are worried as the Xbox and PlayStation be- beats that we cover. We're yeah. both worried about the potential of, of this going exclusive in either direction. Mm-hmm. And 
that's that's just an interesting thing to me. That's probably the bigger thesis here is the the idea of IP going specific to certain certain console makers, uh, and that it, that it's really bothersome when it's well known IP. I would hate for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order two to be on any exclusive platform. You know, yeah. that really I was thinking the same thing about Mortal Kombat. I mean, Mortal Kombat has been a staple for 30 years mm-hmm. uh, and been cross, you know, it's been on every platform. So it'd be absolutely wild and almost sad, like you said, to see it go only on one console. Yeah. And you're a fighting game guy. I mean, like Lord Cog, shout out to him. You guys talked fighting oh, I games. Gr- I grew up playing Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Um, and, and it certainly yeah. didn't help Street Fighter when they went exclusive. No. It really didn't help Street Fighter. No, so it's uh yeah it's it's interesting when you look at these uh both the games and the IP, uh, IPs uh, and the devs you know Rocksteady too I mean everyone's been waiting on their game for years now years mm-hmm. um, I don't even know what that looks like because it uh, has it even been, I know it's been announced and we know you know it's it's the Suicide Squad game or the death of Superman right um, or what what was it called they they revealed the name of it. Oh, it's like Suicide Kill Squad. the Justice League or Kill something like that, right? Kill Suicide the Justice, Squad, Kill League, the Justice yeah. League, yep. Um, but, what a dope uh, name. Dope yeah, name. but I mean, could you imagine if like it's so yeah. far out that something like this happens and it only comes to one platform? That would be true. disappointing. It, very yeah. disappointing. And side note, I'm not excited for Rocksteady's game outside of the fact that it's a Rocksteady DC game, but that premise really bothers me. Not the Kill the Justice League part, the, the idea that it's Games a... Uh, yeah, game as a service. That really irks me. Really irks me. They, the, the, that's a whole different topic, right? But the, those games can be done very well. They can be done very poorly and everything in between. Let's hope that they don't Avengers it. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. Which Absolutely. It, in seeing all the Marvel MCU stuff start to come to Avengers, uh, I, I had that, that, that really sad moment where I started to think to myself, could this game be good when Wakanda <laughs> hits? Could it be good? Then I was like, no, I'm still hitting robots. I'm still hitting robots. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. But that said, let's get back on track. First off, <laughs> I gave you the thumbnail of this video. Uh, PlayStation uh, dead. On, yeah, PlayStation is dead. Yeah. Tried to yeah. find a tombstone. Couldn't do it. There's no PNG transparent images, so I just did an X out. It's going to be really classy. It's going to get a lot of clicks. Wow, um, this, this has gamer perfect. ranks written all over it. I mean, this <laughs> yeah. is perfect. I know, dude. I, I spent a good five minutes on that. <laughs> oh. I just spaced up during. Okay. I was just like, this is... Yeah, this you're not as efficient as them. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, no, but honestly, the I do get I do get a little concerned because you know we talk about consolidation of the console market, right? Of like big big publishers buying big publishers or big studios. Um, and you have a, some really really um, thought provoking thoughts on that. And I want thought-provoking uh, thoughts. Joseph Moran, right? in the trophy room. room. Let's hear it's it for him. Between friends, you wouldn't understand it. We're not friends. <laughs> All right. Anyway, he knows um, what I'm trying to say. He knows. He knows. <laughs> but like the thing that that does worry me is like all these studios that are possibly up to. Up for grabs. Yeah, we're all really good. Like you talk about Monolith, they're fantastic. Rocksteady, uh, Nether Realm. Like there's these really talented studios that are known for decades of producing, you know, triple uh, A high quality games, and are all multi platform. And just for all of them to just suddenly go exclusive either way, mm-hmm. again possibility. Who knows? EA could come in and 
Oh God, it's even worse. Maybe after <laughs> no, God, even worse. I was just gonna <laughs> say, watch, watch. who's taking them? That we'll like. all be working yeah. on Call of Duty by next year. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you know, just to see that the possibilities there, that worries me because I don't like it. There's just a part of me, and maybe that is the the only side that's a fanboy of me that doesn't like the idea of not being able to play these games on my ecosystem of choice or just mm -hmm. other people. That like why why is little Timmy being pub, uh, punished because he loved playing Batman on the PlayStation now he's got playing on Xbox or why does little Jane have to now buy a PlayStation because you know Batman's all, all of a sudden a PlayStation exclusive shit sucks I don't like it so in this scenario did you I don't know if you guys did this like a, a worst case best case scenario if yeah. they're sold off um, this could be you know XEP bias but Xbox felt like if you're going to go exclusive, the better of the two choices, if you're going to go exclusive, uh, because I don't want those two comic book characters, Batman and, and or at DC, I should say, and Spider-Man to be exclusive there uh, just to Sony's market. But it felt like they would be treated better, which is not a fair thing to actually think. We have no evidence of Sony actually doing any misdeeds. We just have a lot of good news on the Xbox front. But yeah. When I ranked them, it was like, okay, I want Xbox to take the exclusives more than I would want PlayStation to. Uh, that said, in the third-party space, I don't know that I was thrilled by any of them. I, I was just going to say, like, even though we don't really want the exclusives, either Xbox or PlayStation are better options than EA or Activision. Um, because EA or Activision just have a history of just destroying studios and tearing them apart and changing their focus and monetizing them and Xbox and PlayStation at least seem focused on giving their studios growth and uh, investment and, you know, building strong IPs. So mm -hmm. uh, selfishly, it wouldn't even impact me because you play on everything. You know, I don't care where the game comes out. I'm going to play it. But sure. Yeah. Uh, I'd still prefer an exclusive option to a, you know, a monetization poor support option. Yeah. It's funny because EA just announced they're opening a new studio with the head uh, one of the head developers from the Mordor franchise. Uh, and we've seen them do good things with yeah. Respawn. We've also seen them be on the total other end of the spectrum with the way they handle Ultimate Team and microtransactions and shuttering different studios. Uh, yeah. They're also doing good things with EA Play, though, getting it on Game Pass Ultimate, getting games to, to launch a, onto that what service. What a schizophrenic company. Right? Like, <laughs> choose where you're going to be, the worst or the best. <laughs> yeah, at least Activision's committed to ruining studios. Exactly, <laughs> and people's lives. Shout out yeah. Bobby Kotick. Yeah. Oh, my it's, God. <laughs> and you know what? Like, this talk's kind of reassured me in the way of, like, you're right. At least, like, we know they're going to be treated well if they're at Microsoft or whatever the case is. Because, yeah, who else is going to go out there? Do we really want EA? Do we really want, you know, Rocksteady to be dead-spaced? No. That'd be yeah. awful. It hurt my soul. I can't go through that again. I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't do that. Again, guys. Do I really want to see another, you know, uh, uh, like you know, shooter Batman game? I don't want that. I want the Gotham City Imposters by Activision. It's gonna be the worst. It's gonna be the worst. <laughs> and you know that's gonna be a skin in war zone. It's gonna suck. It's just gonna suck. Really? And so, like, the only like good companies that come to mind uh, are like decent is like Ubisoft. Yeah. And. You know, it's just it's, that it's just right, right does it? I, I don't think Ubisoft don't is spending right. four billion. No, no, they just don't so, have it. Ubisoft isn't that big. 
So Ains, it, talk me through it. Talk me off the cliff here because I'm I'm scared, Ains. I'm scared. What, what of, am I supposed of, to do about it? I don't know. Comfort me, Jesus Christ! Something. <laughs> God, I, are I you think, a bedtime story? I don't know what you want. You're dad. You're only dad here. I don't know. <laughs> be, be the big brother. We all know you. Yeah, be the big bro, dude. Shit. Um, right. Life is tough. Get a helmet. Jesus, Ains. Okay, well, this guy. As as Luke sips from a Batman cup. <laughs> wait wait I'm, for I'm a DC'd pep up. talk. Wait for a pep talk, man. Jesus. No, but like we all talk about like, oh no, a big monopoly's happening. Yeah. Microsoft's buying them all. They're buying Sega. Yeah. Some people really want Sega to be purchased. It, like, it's, for it's what? those guys like me who grew up with Sega and watched Xbox kind of take on their place in the industry mm-hmm. uh sure second fiddle and remember for a while, you had yeah, peter yeah. moore there peter moore was a big sega guy who you know went over to xbox and helped there there's just a lot of lineage there yes. that's why even yeah down to the controller i get it i get it but like there is a, a concern as we are seeing more of these big acquisitions these bigger purchases yeah. of like the market just kind of closing in on itself that yeah. we're scared of seeing a, a cable-like uh, state where there's only like four actual companies owning mm-hmm. all the things. And they're like, <laughs> you get this type of market share, you get that market share, we get this market share, we all profit type of thing. And the consumers don't win. So and is that the future we're headed down, Ains? No. How so? Next question. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want so badly to jump in. Go. Go, go, go first. Thank you. Well, it's just funny because like lately we've had this whole thing of like movies, right? Movies have been a great comparison point, particularly during the pandemic, because during the pandemic, services have launched their own movies. Meanwhile, uh, other other studios have just put movies out there and they're available immediately everywhere. And so I've run into this thing where we in, in group chats or we'll be talking, you know, amongst friends. It's like, hey, I watched this this great movie without remorse the other day. Oh, cool. What, is that on Netflix? No, it's on Amazon. Uh, is it on this thing? No, it's just on Amazon. Okay, that's an exclusive thing. Meanwhile, Tenet's out there everywhere, and you can go buy that if you want to watch a Chris Nolan movie. Meanwhile, you know, something that's near, a lot of the DC love is over on HBO Max. You know, the Marvel stuff is on uh, Disney Plus. And finding out what is where, what's everywhere, and where you need to put your money has been a very interesting comparison point because it looks to me like Sony and Microsoft are creating their own versions of HBO Max and Disney Plus. Meanwhile, you've kind of got Ubisoft's Connect You Play thing that's going to be happening, maybe Ubisoft Plus, whatever they're calling it. Uh, That might be jumping in like an Amazon Prime in there. And then there'll be other games that just launch everywhere. And that consolidation is a little odd as we choose our ecosystems. And I just don't, I hate, like, I just hate the idea of, certain major ip only existing for certain fans like imagine if the next harry potter game is only on xbox or only on playstation how many disappointed Mm -hmm. people have loved harry potter everywhere will now be locked out just eight yeah yeah and i think that's a i don't know i've got two thoughts there so one i i completely agree with you with the comparison to kind of streaming um and and movies because it, it's the same type of thing right we use that comparison for game pass uh for good reason because the escalation there like we've talked about too many times is very similar right the the content discussion is very similar as well um consoles are going away um and what i mean by that is it's ecosystems not consoles and for an ecosystem you need content 
And that's where Netflix and Disney and Hulu and Amazon and all those are investing in, right? And now you have the major TV companies like CBS and Paramount and all these other companies investing in the exact same thing because you need content to bring to that service. Um, and so I do think one of the unfortunate kind of fallout, if you will, from this expansion of the video game industry is going to be that. It's a lot of IPs that we've known and loved uh, will end up on a specific ecosystem. I think that's mm. going to, it's already happened. Look at Bethesda. It's already happened, right? We know that the next Elder Scrolls game, which is a globally beloved IP that's been around for 25 years, will not be on PlayStation, period. Which mm -hmm. is not. Um, so it's already happening. But um, to, to Joe, your original question around, is this kind of a monopoly? Is it something to be worried about? Uh, so I would say no for two reasons. One, and we're not going to get into it, like we said before the show, is that the global video game market is growing exponentially. It's about 18% year over year, which is huge. If you know anything about yeah. markets, that's it's huge. Yeah. Um, and so the investment into new developers, new IP and new regions of developers is bigger than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. um, and what that's going to mean is that we're going to see more new IPs from different areas that we've never seen before. And so I think what people have to mentally wrap their mind around is this kind of comfort, comforted feeling we've had with Xbox and PlayStation for many years now. And the IPs we associate and know and love with those consoles and those mm -hmm. ecosystems, that's changing. And it's going to change pretty broadly. As I said, it already has started. Um, but influxing into that and kind of uh, making it a better overall space is the fact that we're going to see more new developers, studios, and IPs than we've ever seen before. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. gonna be just more games coming out every year by far than we've ever had before. And so there's, you know, five years from now, we're gonna be talking about 20 new games that had never existed before that we love and are in our top 10 all time now. And, you know, all these things. And so I think people just have to wrap their mind around, yeah, things are gonna change pretty drastically. Um, but at the end of the day, at the end of that yellow brick road, uh, will be better overall for it despite some of the you know exclusivity and, and ecosystem blocked content and that was long-winded so i'm sorry no i mean and that just means that the embracer group's going to buy all of them did you see <laughs> they're, going, they're looking to buy a hundred studios or something something oh no so that again i could go off on this forever go, but go for it go, that's go. what we talked about right we're talking about like microsoft it's like oh my god they spent seven billion it's like i'm not trying to be funny here guys seven billion is pennies when you're talking about a 200 billion dollar industry that 10 years from now will be worth 300 billion 400 billion spending seven billion is nothing and Microsoft's a two trillion dollar company. Don't kid yourselves. They have this. This they didn't even blink. It's a line item to them, um, and it's just <laughs> the investment by the the groups out there, like Embracer Group, who have become known now. They've been out there for a while, but yeah. they've become known now because of this huge amounts of money they're throwing around. Um, those type of gigantic organizations that have the money to do this are coming into gaming. Ten cents probably the most famous, right? They're just yeah. buying up all kinds of stuff. And this is going to continue to happen. Microsoft is just one of the players. Um, but that's, I think, 
the other part of that conversation, right, is it, it's really interesting when you look at PlayStation, because when you start to compare it to these gigantic companies, play, Sony is just they're not even in the same ballpark. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see long term. I'm talking years and years down the line where, you know, how PlayStation, what they do to maneuver this kind of change. But well, and since episode four and this recording for five, it was announced that PlayStation has, what, 25 IP, about half yep. of which are new that yeah. are in production right now. Um, awesome. That's a very, very good number. I mean, that's and that's that's the number of studios that Microsoft is now working with and presumably more IP. And you have to think that Sony's seeing that and thinking, all right, what do we do? Do we split and make more studios like sub studios within them more more teams within studios, I should say. Uh, yeah. But I mean, that, I'm, I was thrilled when I saw that news that PlayStation's got more coming. Uh, and said, damn well better be Infamous first. 3 in there. Sorry. I just want to make very clear that they better be working on Infamous. <laughs> Don't oh, leave Infamous yeah. behind. I love that game. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm a resistance guy. Love resistance. No uh, one's perfect, Gaines. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd but, rather see a resistance than, uh, than an Infamous. Shut up. Seriously? Yeah, Zeke sucks. Zeke's a bad character. Cole sucks, too. He's just a white bold guy. Exactly. It's like AIDS walk like like woke up and he has like shooty shooty bang bang powers with like l- like lasers cool. and, and lightning. But it was fun. <laughs> resistance was just cool. <laughs> resistance was like the TH, it was like the second tier shooter. It was like I was playing something that I rented Blockbuster and I'm still disappointed. Oh uh, yeah, okay, that Luke. sounds pretty accurate about res- uh infamous. This guy. <laughs> See, I was um, joking about Gotham City imposters earlier. I'm not joking about Resistance. I really didn't think the game was that great. Okay. No, the first game's bad. Resistance 3 is legitimately really good. Is it really? Okay. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they definitely got better, yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what I was going to say, you're talking about the organic growth of PlayStation, and what I was going to say is, right, since we last recorded two weeks ago, PlayStation 5 is now on sale in, in China. Xbox Ooh. is soon to be available in China. Chinese development is going to bring a huge influx of investment and talent and uh new ideas to ips i forget who i was talking about i think it might have been benji but i was i was stressing the point that everything we know about gaming culture right is american european or japanese period Mm -hmm. that's it right and all the stories we've grown up with all the history and everything are those markets because they were the only ones developing video games China is going to come in, as you saw with the Black Myth game, right, already. They're going to come in. They're going to give us new experiences, things we've never thought about, especially here in the West, right? Mm. We've, we've never even learned about any of this stuff, this mythology. Um, so imagine just tens and hundreds of billions of dollars being invested in new talent, new developers, new studios, new IPs, new ideas. Um, you'll get a sense of where gaming's going. It, it's, I'm telling you, it's going to be beautiful. It's just going to be different. I'm yeah. thrilled by the idea of xCloud, Stadia, Luna in those places. And I, 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 I include the others, some of it because they're, they're cloud-based gaming, but the ability to send and deliver games to places that may not have been able to get hardware at certain points. Yeah. But then it's, it's not so much that happening. It's those kids, those people playing the games and then getting ideas themselves. Exactly. And that germinating over time to, to, to grow into those development side. The, yep, the development exactly side. right. Yeah, I in 
you guys made such great points. When I think of like Chinese development in 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 studios, I didn't think about like the new ideas. I just kind of think about the the censors uh, of of and restrictions of that market. Please keep uh, your on, politics out of our video game podcast. <laughs> we need to start building some type of wall around Luke Lawyer. I, any politician with that, I'll, I'll run. Like a great support. wall, you could say. A great oh, wall no. just around this one guy <laughs> who sucks. And he sucks all the fun out of everything. No, but like that's that's the one thing I think of. And the, like, you know, when, when we're thinking of like, yeah, all these huge companies that are going to enter the gaming space, are they even going to succeed? Like... You talk about Stadia, look where that is right now. Talk about Luna, where's that? You know, it, it seems like a lot of these tech companies come in, but because the game space is so much different than other parts of tech, it's like they come in going, we got the Konami code in the back of our tr- controller, we're gamers, and it's like, shut up. <laughs> shut up and get out. It's like, well, we, we, we'd, we'd rather deal with the devil we know. CJ just talked about that when I talked to him last night, actually, on our recording. And, you know, he made the good point of Google. You know, they came in and they have all the technology. They obviously have all the money. But the problem is they they expected success like last year. You know, they wanted to come in and be successful right away. And it's been proven time and time again for decades. You cannot do that in this industry. Mm -hmm. So my guess would be who knows what's going to go on with Stadia. My guess with Luna is they're still working on the tech and they're taking a slow burn there. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I just think, yeah, they're, they're an easy poking point right now for obvious reasons, but when you look at how much money they have and the infrastructure they have, it, they're like sleeping dragons. You can't really ignore them. And I brought up those services f- for the, the principal ideas behind them, cloud-based gaming. And, you know, if, if you, if you held me to my feet to my fire, my feet to the fire, uh, <laughs> got it, then got it. I would say Epic Game Store is going to have an iteration in partnership with Tencent that's going to become streaming games somehow, some way. Really and truly, an xCloud rival down the line. They want to deliver games. They want to deliver content. They've got gobs of money, so much so that they're losing gobs of money on the Epic Game Store and making it back tenfold in Fortnite and other services. And if they're partnering with Sony, they're partnering with Tencent, they're partnering with so many people getting their their fingers into the industry in ways that uh, not everyone's doing, I would venture to say that they will have a streaming service down the line. Uh, and we know that Ubisoft's investigating that as well, as far as like how to deliver their games to people. And this, this, this tangential discussion started because you brought up China, but China and India uh, and Korea have population bases where gaming is poised to absolutely explode in ways that it hasn't already. In ways that it hasn't already. I mean, I know that South Korea has a, a huge gaming uh, hub yeah, there. But, it, but it's there's mostly more. consumption. Uh, Correct. Right. You know, right. Creation. And another one, I was just typing because I was looking up Alibaba. So if you don't know what Alibaba is, Alibaba is like the Amazon competitor in the mm-hmm. Far East over there. And I just mm-hmm. I was looking up their market cap. So there were $600 billion. Um, $600 billion, and they also, like Amazon, Google, and, and Microsoft, have their own global cloud infrastructure. Um, so if you look at their kind of cloud presence, it's a, it's a lot smaller, but they're one of the few companies that, you know, does their own infrastructure as well. So again, there's just, there's a lot of money and investment coming from that side and technology and talent and a load of things that it's going to change the market forever. 100%. I got a question for you, Ains. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like a lot of the show is just me being so enamored by what you're saying and me just asking you questions. Yeah, what do you think's going to happen? <laughs> uh, shut up, Luke. Shut your dirty mouth. Let the adults talk here. Oh, we're, you're the adult. We're talking about <laughs> when, when are they joining? <laughs> Good question. Any <laughs> uh, minute now. But, um, what's So we talk about all these giants coming in here. Yeah. A lot of them are going to come in and just meet heavy resistance right because us gamers we already have these ecosystems that we are attached to and tied to where do you see then playstation come in if if it it, or or where do you see them in in that five to ten year range because you're seeing all these big companies look like suiting up right like like 10 cents a great example where where does sony go because yeah they are a lot smaller of a company and they have to be so much more nimble than than you know companies around that size because their phones don't do that great their computers don't do that great the tvs are kind of all right it's really the only thing that does them really well is playstation and their their tv production so camera where do you yeah where do you see them where do i see playstation um yeah. I, I don't know i think uh I think eventually PlayStation, and I don't know how long this is. We're talking about years and years and years, but I, I do think PlayStation eventually goes to an IP-driven service. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that's the natural evolution um, because their IP are so strong um, and they spend billions on uh, hardware development that in five, ten years' time you won't need. Uh, it, it's just simple, it's simple dollars. Um, why, if you can allow people globally, for the most part, right, to play the next God of War and the next Horizon and the next what have you, Spider Man and all these great IPs they have, if you can allow them to play for it's the same thing we've talked about with Xbox, allow them to play and connect and play anywhere and just pay you for that service. Why would you spend two billion dollars on R and D to make a console? It makes no sense. Um, yeah. It just it's. It doesn't make any sense, uh, especially they, we already know that they're losing money for every PS5 sold. That's that's just the sale, right? That's that's not the investment they have to put out. So there, there's going to come a lot uh, time, especially with people like Jim Ryan, who are business people, where it's like, OK, we can make I'm making these numbers up, but we can make five billion at a uh, where our cost to put out those games is 3 billion or we can make, you know, 6 billion where our cost is 5 billion. Mm-hmm. Um, and my point there being right, the, the actual profit, the revenue difference is double because mm-hmm. your, your, your cost outlay is, is uh, lower. Um, even though your actual revenue may be a little lower overall, your profit margin is bigger. It's all about profit margins. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. We could talk about that forever, but I, I do see PlayStation strength as, development houses ip um and the ability to to deliver games they're very good at delivering games which mm-hmm. sounds stupid but it's not easy look how many right. companies struggle with delivering good games um it's not an easy thing to do and whatever they've done in the background has worked for them for years now so why not continue to do that invest more in doing that and when the technology allows years from now uh, and we are talking about years from now. Um, 
why would you continue to make people buy a box to play it? You don't need that. You just buy your colored PlayStation controller, buy your DualSense 8, uh, buy eight colors of them, connect to your TV or your PC or wherever the hell you happen to be, and log into your PlayStation account and play your games. So you don't think PlayStation's dead? Because I just made that thumbnail, dude. <laughs> oh, Microsoft gonna, has Starfield, Ains. I know. I'm gonna put. Starfield. I told you, I'm gonna put gamer ranks in the actual title, and therefore the SEO will just pick it up like one of their videos, and we'll. Thank we'll you. Yeah, yeah, because they got Starfield. I saw the logo. It's a, it's a GIF. You know, GIF. G- you know God GIFs. Damn God damn it! <laughs> it's GIF. It's GIF. I'm fucking. It is GIF. You know. Like it's over. It's over, Ains. Let me so. tell you. I'm going to interrupt this because you haven't talked to me in a while, Joe. Um, <laughs> oh, all right, he's here. Starfield is the most obnoxious thing on my timeline. <laughs> no one knows what this game is. People no are one. acting like they know. Yo, you don't have inside knowledge. Hush, hush, hush yourself. It is driving me nuts that people are so up in arms about will it, won't it, uh, it's going to be God's gift to gaming or whatnot. Did Cyberpunk teach any of you anything? No. Anything? No. no. This I love that no. game. Yeah. But, but the, that's not the point. They gave you the all... Oh, my God. Yeah, they gave you a yellow chair, Ains. <laughs> yeah, pretty, soon, pretty soon I'm going to lean over just... All of a sudden, you see Starfield, <laughs> Costco. I, I'm the asshole who paid for this. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, imagine being the asshole that bought the game. Um, that's a that's a, that's a low blow. I'm just kidding. I really am just kidding. But yeah, I'm so tired of hearing the Starfield stuff. No one knows anything about it. No. Hush. Like, oh god, people are upset about this or that. Oh, dude, you don't know my inside sources. Yeah. Oh, your inside sources. I have some inside sources, dude. Yeah. The best. Uh, I'm I got no, I got him. I, I know what Starfield is. I'm not trying oh, to put fun at the guy on purpose. I'm really not. But did you, I had to comment? So Monday, mm-hmm. Jeff Grubb literally posts, "It's not a 2021 game. It's coming in first quarter 2022." And then he <laughs> responded to someone confirming uh-huh. that it was March of 2022. Uh huh. Now, to his credit, I actually heard this from. Another source that reached out to me as well. Oh, you have an insight. Oh, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Oh, I'm Mr. Andrew Golden. I run season gaming. Let me finish. That's a messy scoop. Let him finish. I'll let him finish. <laughs> Go on. Okay, thank you. Which is why we put it on the site. We don't normally post a ton of rumors, right? But we put yeah. it on the site because felt it was reliable. Then today, it's Thursday as we're recording this. Four days later, he posts. He posts mocking people talking about Starfield and then posts all I was trying to say was that it's sometime in 2022. It's like, no, you didn't. You very, it's literally on your timeline. You very clearly said it was March of 2022. Now you're retreating because mm-hmm. Schreier and a few other people said it's not close to being done. And now he's retreating and saying, why is everyone talking about Starfield? And I never said it was, you know, it's 2022. Yeah. It's like, come on. Well, listen. Part of the you problem. Can start, you can you can start your beef with Jeffrey. Grubb. Yeah, I just did. I don't I don't uh, want any internet drama, sir. Jeff Grubb is nice say. dude, but I, I have nothing against dude. Jeff Grubb. I'm just saying he wants to physically fight him. Is what I heard. See, he went look at Ains. <laughs> I have nothing against Jeff Grubb, but don't say something and then be like, "Why is everyone talking about this?" <laughs> right? Joe, you think yeah. this is a hair thing? Oh, maybe is the head. Maybe is. That's true. 
<laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. Locks of Love will get right to Ains. It will get him a nice little toupee. A nice Locks little toupee. Love? What yeah. the hell is Locks of Love? It's, it's like people grow their hair and they give it to, they make wigs out of it. Anyway. Yeah, that's it. You know what? That was a terrible <laughs> joke. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I'm going to walk that one back. We'll buy, we'll buy Ains a toupee. <laughs> Don't edit this because it makes me look like the good guy. <laughs> I don't. I didn't say it. Look, I, never mind. I, I think when you said it, I'm like, oh shit. Anyway, I don't even know. Oh yeah, but no. The point about Death Row. Yeah. No, uh, no. The point was Starfield. just the Starfield stuff is stupid. Just nobody knows yeah. anything. Don't listen to anyone who says they do. Period. Right, but well, I liked the the, the comment you made about about making a comment and then getting information and then retreating from it. Stepping aside from from any particular one journalist, yeah, I think it it, it makes sense to say if you're in the business of leaking information credibly, mind you, yes. as Jeff Grubb has a great track yes. record overall. Fair. Um, if you're in the business of doing that and you you offer that information and then more information comes your way. That to me doesn't feel bad. Now no, I don't just, know what you're just be about. honest about it. Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah I agree. Now deal. I did. See, I did see Schreier's comments uh, as well about the dates, and they make sense to to me when I see Grubb and, and Schreier and all these other journalists that are like pointing it out now. Starfield this early when you see nothing doesn't make sense. It just no. doesn't make sense. It's not a retread of Fallout three to four, right? Fallout four. From my understanding, it was just upscaled Fallout Three overall. You know, mechanics and 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 whatnot. It's not like they had to they redesign gave you a building. Game. They gave yeah, they you added building. building, which made the game worse. But they didn't need to redesign something. No. Whereas in Starfield, well, they had to start from scratch. Can I plant my my flag here? Starfield has a goddamn hint of building being a main component of that game. I'm tossing it out the goddamn window. Oh no, that. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with I you. I hate it. Don't give me building. I <laughs> I'm not an architect. If I wanted to build something, I'd go to school for it. I, <laughs> I, I didn't buy a box of Legos. I bought a fucking video game, all right. <laughs> exactly. Jesus Christ. I don't want to hear like play connects. Connects the worst. Give me Legos. It comes with instructions. Don't be like build a base. It's like, what where the fuck do I start? Oh, you have a missile. True story. Like, you missile. Yeah. So I'm one of those mutants. That played No Man's Sky at launch. A lot of it. Same. Okay. Same. I have like 80 hours in that game. All at launch. 80? I tried to, 80. Yeah, I played a lot of it. And you doubled down on like mediocrity, like the, the, the cyberpunk stuff. And now <laughs> No Man's Sky. Uh, I hate Outriders 40 hours later. <laughs> Speaking of doubling down on mediocrity. Um, Fair. <laughs> but going um, back to No Man's Sky, I tried to go back to it because of all the cool updates they've done. The game looks amazing now. But now building is required it's literally part of the tutorial i literally i uninstalled it the next day i was like i don't feel like doing this this is horrible yeah. to me don't force me to do it, it drives me yeah. crazy yeah. that's it that's, that's what Starfield is <laughs> it's delayed to 2022 and it's peggle three yo i'm down I'm give down. me peggle three <laughs> give it to me i'm ready i found out what peggle looks like today when i googled is this how you say peggle Peggle's when I saw you your really post, never played Peggle. No, oh, that's never. Fun. That's fun. You'd like it. You'd like it. Like really, it's a very chill game. Very chill game. If you need to calm right. your mind, play Peggle. Is it an easy plat? My friend, it is an Xbox exclusive. Oh, it still is, huh? All right. I think it's. Yeah, yes. I'll take your word Pe for Peggle it. Peggle Two has a co-op too. It's real fun. Yeah. Huh. 
It's a very good relaxing game. Like if you needed a relaxing game, in some games you just need that for decompress. Um, That's a good one. Uh, I wanted to note because why is that funny? Why is that funny? (laughs) Because you said I wanted to note. I don't even know what we're talking about. Where are we? What's the topic? Oh, we're moving on. Um, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) We're organically flowing to the next topic. Um, Or at least we were. So in the last few weeks, no, a lot of stuff going on, right? But I have been cruising through Resident Evil 8 over the last okay. week or so. Mm-hmm. And you guys played that ahead of me uh, yes. for review and whatnot. I mean, Ains, you're, you're a site with sources and stuff like that. So I don't want to like, call you anything. But like, you played it ahead of me. Huh? Don't, don't give me that face. You you got inside sources about when Starfield's coming out, remember? Oh, God. Um, so you played Resident Evil 8 a little bit ahead of me. I'm not, I was not high on that game at first. Yeah. And I still stand by the fact that I think Resident Evil seven was the peak of that first person genre, but I'm loving resident evil eight. And I think what we have here is an alien and alien situation where one's (laughs) really action based. One's pretty horror based. Both are fantastic. Yes. You know, and that's actually pretty true. Yeah. Yeah. I bumped into that. Just like, just like, um, just like those movies, I can recognize the brilliance of alien from a film perspective. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me which one I want to watch, it's Aliens every time. Yeah, that yes, really wholeheartedly. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow, I'm actually I watched more like Aliens, an Aliens like three fan. weeks ago with my kids. No joke. I love yeah, I'm more movie. actually I'm more of an Alien. I like the first Alien. Really? More than more it's than very two. Slow by comparison. Yeah, but I just there's something about it. I I think it's because it was my first. You know. You always remember um, your first. I always remember my first. So like. Yeah, that's that's why I have a I have a little bit of more of a love for Alien than Aliens. I'm sorry, continue. Well, I mean that was part of the point I was making. The other part was Resident Evil, Mass Effect Legendary, and Biomutant are making yeah. up a pretty good slate of chunky games that I wasn't expecting to happen in in 2021. Like really, 2021, I'm expecting to be a very light year in gaming. The pandemic absolutely shifted uh. a lot of a lot of delivery of bigger games and. Resources were thrown heavy to get certain things out to, towards the end of 2020. Uh, resources were shifted around for the long run for 2021, uh, really into 2022. Meanwhile, we had these consoles come out. It's a very unique year. Yeah. But it feels like the industry is slowing down on delivery. And this is ahead of E3, mind you. But slowing <laughs> down on delivery, letting those unit consoles get made and, and making these games pr- be perfected. Literally, we saw the, the THQ Twitter handle put out like today that they couldn't get something fixed for PS5 in terms of uh, 4K. And they're like, yo, it's going to come out, but we want to tell you ahead of time, and it's going to come out when it comes out. Uh, not on PS5, but like the 4K version of it. And I like that method of communication, and I'm also impressed by the fact that there are some bigger games coming out this year that I, in this window of time, that I wasn't expecting to be so thrilled with, but I am. I think um, I have to wonder if it's games that, or happen to be hitting now that would have normally been 2020 like late you know what i mean like it's just shifted forward um because yeah we've had returnal we had Mm -hmm. village we have Mm -hmm. biomutant um we have ratchet coming up yeah uh we have death loop which i know you're not i I, one of you is not a fan of i don't think okay that that game's looking awesome yeah um, we have Psychonauts 2, which Psychonauts 2, I know, I'm, again, I love that franchise, but I mean, Game Informer covered it this month as their cover story. It looks mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Uh, probably coming next month. 
Um, I mean, there's a, there's a lot, and that's before getting to the fall, which are the obvious. You know, you've got Halo, you've got Battlefield, you've got mm-hmm. other stuff we're going to learn about here soon. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I heard a had some inside source the other day that told me about a little oh, game that could be you, coming in September. Pause. Time. You gave this poor boy, Luke. I can't believe I'm defending him shit because he's like, I got a code because you have to disclose it, right? And it's just, it's just common courtesy. You disclose if you get a code, you know, whatever. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, I heard this. I heard this little bird told me this. This is a, I got a source here. You know, just just cut the shit, Ains. That's what I'm getting <laughs> at. I don't even know what's going on. Are you talking just, to me? He's yeah, calling you out for being big time. For, for being big time. Yeah. That's I was, I was oh, literally was... just making a joke about my inserts inside oh, source oh, being Luke. Okay. Oh. Yeah. What you mean, started I'm yelling old. and didn't even get to the punchline. Yeah, I'm Hispanic. It's usually what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that you can't. You're literally <laughs> in the chat where we had this conversation. I'm so it, sorry. It it's was true. yesterday. It's true. I okay, so here's the, I'm gonna be real with y'all right here, right now. <laughs> I'm getting all these beeps from Discord servers or from Discord. I don't know where the noise is coming so from. So unprofessional. I'm trying to listen to you guys, but all I hear is Ba-doop, why don't you close Discord? Ba-doop. I am, and it's not working. You have to close I it in your actual it. Windows tray. Come oh, on, man. Windows, this sucks. This all right, sucks. back to back to me. Back to me in this release thing. I agree with you, Ains, that games are coming out. <laughs> For anyone that's still listening, that that the the delivery absolutely shifted. Yeah. And I'm very curious to know, really and truly, how the back half of 2021 goes. Yeah. Because is it not smarter to wait until the games are in peak condition? Is it is it bad to have a bio mutant situation where the Whoa. Xbox system is going to is the Xbox launch is going to look better for all those little digital foundry reviews and people are like YouTubers to fit. And people are going to talk about that, which is a dumb talking point, by the way, you yeah. should play a game if it's fun and the games are going to look great regardless. But I'm just wondering if games shouldn't wait. We talked about briefly uh, the way that sur- some AAA games are releasing in broken States. And I don't necessarily subscribe to that mentality at all. Um, I think a, many of our games are fantastic when they launch. I think it's it's overstated. I, I talked to Dan about this on Joe was on on last week's episode where Dan's like, every game launch is broken. I'm like, no, it's a fallacy. Come on, it's a fallacy. That's that's just a perception you have. That's not true. What's what yeah. is true is that most games get better after launch in this day and age, which versus... has never happened before. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, but I. I I think the point you're making, yeah, I think we could see this fall because, you know, we just talked about them, Activision, EA, these big publishers are going to push games this fall, no matter what. And the last thing I hope we see is what we've seen before multiple times with the IP is Battlefield launching in a state that is messed up. It's happened multiple times with Battlefield. Battlefield 3 was a mess. Battlefield 4, you literally could not play for weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, so I just hope we don't see it more than anything beyond anything else. I hope Halo's ready to roll, but I'm pretty confident in Halo. I am confident as well in Halo because they did that delay. Yes. Um, and, and the reasons that they cited and the information they've been putting out as far as infinite is concerned though. Yeah. I forget what they call them. Infinite drops. Is that what they're calling them? I don't remember. I, I do know one of the multiplayer designers tweeted last week. He's like, Friday Night Infinite Multiplayer. I'm like, oh, my God, you son of a bitch. Mm. <laughs> and they're already playing it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, but I'm but i more confident in Infinite than I have ever I ever would have been. 
uh, thanks to that delay. And I was, I'm all set to love Halo regardless. Really, yeah. I'm all set to love it regardless. And I know that going in, and any any listener should know that going in. Um, can I go back to WB all the way back to yeah. the top of the show real quick? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm thrilled, so excited, so nervous for Gotham Knights. I'm just so excited. Ar- Arkham is my favorite. Arkham Knight is my favorite game of last gen. Not the best, but my favorite. I just love DC Comics. I love DC Heroes. The Arkham series was an absolute gift on the same level that Spider-Man is a gift. Um, and and Injustice is a gift. And I really hope that Gotham Knights delivers and is the start of more DC properties. I, 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 I think we are overdue for some DC love in the gaming space outside of Batman. And I hope this kind of pushes in that direction just a little bit. Um, the idea of bringing in more characters. We have the Suicide Squad game. Um, I, I want to see more than just Spider-Man and Batman dominating <clears throat> superhero genre in space. I, so I've said for a while, I don't know what you guys think, but kind of been saying for a while, and this is not one of those, I said this, uh, you know, comments, but I think, I, sh- I guess I should say, I think mm-hmm. that based on the six, again, we're going back to movies, but I think we're going to see a similar arc in the gaming industry where in movies, right? X-Men hit many years ago. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that we started to see a little more comic movies, comic movies. And then MCU came around, Batman trilogy came around, and they hit the big time, right? Mm-hmm. And now there's too many, in my opinion. I'm not a big on them. But regardless, there's comic everything now yeah. because there's so much money to be made. I, I personally think that due to Spider-Man's success and what we've seen in the movie industry we're going to see a lot more superhero games over the next several years. I think, I bet you there's several in development we don't even know about. Which is weird, because most video games are superhero games. Like, yes, not, not but, cape, and, cape and tights, but, like, Master <laughs> Chief, is he not a superhero? You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like, you're capitalizing on the IP is the thing. Right, right. okay, that, yes. I And, and I kind of hope so, man. Because I'm the hero guy. I think guy. a lot of people do, Yeah, yeah. I'm the hero guy. And we've seen in the, the film and show space, which is a, a blended genre now, I think in many cases, superhero stuff that is outside of your standard Marvel and, and DC. And I'm thinking about the boys right now. Great. On I Amazon. love that show. Great show. So good. Yeah. So good. Um, I really hate that everyone said, or people compare me to Homelander when they don't know the show. That happened literally today. People were like, oh, you're kind of like Blonde Superman. Like that one from that Amazon thing. And I'm like, oh my God. You're like yourself. Homelander's son growing up. I'm like, kill yourself. It's cool. You don't know. You, you don't know. I hate it's, you. Do you still remember when you fell right. off the roof? Or is that traumatic yeah, for you? Okay. Was that? Was that? Oh, Ooh. Huh? Ooh. Anywho. Um, <laughs> You know, his mother tells me all the time he didn't have many friends growing up. Uh, also, I saw the beeps, by the way. Yeah, you saw the beeps. You ready to have a professional podcast 59, 19, 59 minutes, 19 seconds in? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just told your mother you got to cool it down with the text. I'll be I'll be in bed in a sec. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Desert Rose. That's what we, that's what I, that's our little pet name. <laughs> Desert Rose? <laughs> Yep. What the hell are you on tonight? What? You told me to be funny. I'm throwing all sorts of stuff at you. Oh my god. I got some coffee in me. Does I'm that come from good. something? What's Desert Rose? It's know. definitely from a show. I forget what show. I can't t- I can't take it as right. my own. I would love to see more comic book stuff though. <laughs> oh my for god. sure. 
I think <laughs> Thank you, Ains. Thank you. Stop again. That 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 poll's false. We all know it. You know it. I know it, folks. I would love to see a Captain America game though. Black Panther. Black, Black Panther, Panther for sure. But I just a Captain America one would just be you know what they should have? They should make a game where it's all the Avengers, right? <laughs> and like like they're out opening up a new Avengers tower for some reason, and then uh-huh. like robots come and like that's all you fight. Yeah, the whole game. Oof. You just got to make the sure the robots game. are dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like Taskmaster is there, but like there's a cloning thing, so like it's okay if you kill him. It's great. The reason I want a Black Panther game, apart from the character is deserving his due, uh, mm-hmm. is I think with Vibranium you get a lot of gameplay options. That was kind of right where, was, where I was going with that. With Batman, you get a lot of gadgets and whatnot, but with Superman or the Flash or something like you wouldn't necessarily. But gameplay options come by way of abilities and and gadgets and whatnot. So I thought you would have some cool options with that. What about a game? Now that we're completely in the field, yeah. What about a game like where you play uh, Lex Luthor or the Penguin, and it's like a management game where you have to take down superheroes? Strategy. I am so down with that style game, provided it doesn't come at the expense of your Arkham, your Gotham Knights, your something like that. Oh, of course. No, we're talking about like That'd be cool. I would check that out for sure. I would love a Suicide Squad in the vein of XCOM. That would be super cool. That would be neat. Like trying to stop the Flash and like playing your movements and he's he's zipping around. You have Boomerang and you toss it. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's a cool thing. Telling That'd be you, a cool game. I bet you these are coming. I'm telling you, I bet you they're coming. We're gonna look back on episode five in our retirement and say, "Look, we called this." I think we saw. You're right. I think we saw a very brief glimpse of that almost happen when we saw Ultimate Alliance. Uh, Three. The two is where I was going, and j- the Justice League version of that, Justice League Heroes, way back when it was the same style, and it was like they almost went in because those Mar- those Ultimate Alliance games are actually ripoffs of. Uh, X Men, X Men, Origin. Nope, nope, nope. X Men. It's one and two. Oh, it's in that vein. They were so good. They were so good. You think I'm crazy? I promise. If only there was a way you could look it up real fast. I'm looking it up right now. If only there was like a thing, like a square you could look into. Type Legends. X Men Legends one and two were fantastic. They are what started the the ultimate alliance style games mm, uh, they were they were fantastic they were absolutely I have one fantastic. last question before we go i'll get us back on track since luke doesn't feel like being a host um we <laughs> talk a lot you about beeped me out of submission to submission with discord we talk a lot about the consolidation <laughs> of the marketplace right and how we shouldn't how we shouldn't freak out and i'm just the thought occurred to me while luke was rambling uh, incoherently might i add That I think the reason is that I'm so concerned about it or so scared. It doesn't come through the fanboy perspective, but it comes that I've been hurt before. Like (laughs) in the mid two thousands, we had Activision acquiring shut the hell up. Luke (laughs) Activision acquired. He's like, like, I gave a note to little Kimmy and she never (laughs) wrote one back. She never wrote one back. I was hurt. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, So, Yeah, Activision bought out Blizzard, and they're like, oh, don't worry. We're going to keep things laissez-faire. We're not going to do anything to Blizzard. They're great. They're pumping out World of Warcraft. Everything's dandy. They're still going to even make some new IP. Nothing's going to change. 
And over time, we saw Activision just poke at Blizzard, prod them. We saw some execs that we know and love leave, and then seen execs seemingly put in place by Activision enter Blizzard. And it seems like the company's just kind of a husk of itself. Like, sure, World of Warcraft's still prevalent amongst MMOs, but, like, when it comes to, you know, their their IP and the waiting, it's like, we're just, we're just, we're just waiting. It's like, they're kind of in stasis. Like things just over at Blizzard seem a bit stagnant. And even seeing uh, Jeff Kaplan um, just abruptly leave as well, it does get me concerned when I take a look at like a Bethesda with a Microsoft where Microsoft's like, don't worry, Bethesda's going to do their own thing. Everything's fine. And maybe this is some sort of existential dread, but like, is it really though, Ains? Will will like the the integrity, the thing that makes Bethesda Bethesda actually stay there? Do you think like with these big acquisitions that those companies' culture won't change? Ains, I'm trying to think, Luke. Yes, I do think the culture will stay with, with Thank you. Of them. Uh, <laughs> I can because... give you an opinion, but you asked me like it was a question, and I'm like, I, it was I, a question. What's your opinion on a thing? What's your thought? Okay, go ahead. Got the pundit. I'll bite off of Luke when he's done. Okay, I, I think it depends. In some cases, of course, it depends, and that's the easy out. But really and truly, um, everything we've seen and heard from Microsoft and the way they've done acquisitions has been positive and suggestive that they do have a healthy culture now uh, and that they're bringing people in under the right circumstances, under the right guys. And I hope that doesn't sound fanboyish because I don't mean it to be. I'm going off of what we've heard since they really started their mass acquisitions starting in 2017. Really and truly a different leadership style there. Um, And we don't really have much to go on in terms of Sony, save for I think Insomniac is kind of their big one that's producing it, unless I'm forgetting one. Um, no, you got it. Yeah. So, so, and, and so those are two good examples. I think Insomniac has been doing great stuff. Um, and Microsoft's culture seems to be very positive outside looking in. We haven't had a ton of Schreier articles coming out about, <laughs> you know, Xbox game studios and them being the devil. I don't the games think, industry. Um, I don't think you're being fanboyish because we, we've literally heard from the heads of these studios. Tim Schaefer's spoken about it. Um, David, uh, I'm going to forget his name right now, but uh, one of the heads of um, In Exile has spoken about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they've been very open about the acquisition and what it's meant since they came over. And they've been pretty clear that they've had the freedom and just more resources. In Exile just moved into a beautiful new studio. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw it. The didn't, pictures are like... I didn't get the inside scoop, no. no. <laughs> Brian, Brian Fargo, maybe? His name i don't know mm-hmm. sorry um but yeah beautiful uh tim schaefer has come out and publicly said that if it wasn't for the acquisition psychonauts 2 would be a very different game uh mm-hmm. they literally were cutting levels in an entire boss sequence from that game because they didn't have the money to finish it mm-hmm. um you know the way they wanted to so i i think i think your point is uh not fanboyish at all luke i think it's fact we've heard mm-hmm. it from these people and i think you're also right about the leadership because there was a time go back not many years, say a decade, when Steve Ballmer was CEO of Microsoft. Xbox was this little experiment or this thing on the side that didn't really mean much to Microsoft. And, uh, you know, Don Matrick and all the other 
people we've we've kind of laughed at since. Um, you have leadership now in Nadella who understands how big gaming is getting um, and what it can mean to Microsoft in the future. You have Spencer who obviously gets all the credit and he deserves a lot of it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but there's a, a wealth of people that go into making these sorts of decisions. Um, and I think Microsoft now sees how big gaming is. Uh, and because of that, they know the past mistakes they, you know, that they've made with shutting down studios and closing development. And I think they know that's not the way to, to grow. Um, mm. So I, I think you're spot on, personally. Um, yeah. I would also say, adding on to that further, is we were just talking about, uh, not Stadia, Google and Amazon not having the uh, time in the industry or that kind of brand or anything else in the industry, right? Whereas Microsoft does with Xbox now. And I think it's come full circle where Xbox was an experiment. If you don't know the history of Xbox, it's because literally Bill Gates didn't want Sony to own the living room. Um, and so yeah. Xbox was created, came up in the 360 era, took a nosedive. Um, but now they've come full circle where Microsoft sees the value of it. And I think they know with Game Pass and the Xbox brand, they are way ahead of the curve against their primary giant corporate competitors in Google and Amazon, and they're taking advantage of it. That's why they're investing in building so heavily now, because they they know that once we've talked about it, once they get to this point, there's going to be no catching them. Yeah. And that's where I kind of land as well as luckily Microsoft isn't isn't uh, an Activision, right? So Phil Spencer isn't a Bobby Kotick so far. <laughs> well, and there, there's <laughs> always... Scotty's like, surprise, motherfucker. You so, know? like, 10 years from now, Nadella could retire. Yeah. Phil Spencer could retire. You yeah. could get new leadership in who see things very differently. And, th and that's the thing. Yeah, you know, like, I think what we're seeing from Phil is him him saying we are cementing a culture within xbox yes. of what what it means their mission like i feel like for the first time xbox has a true mission statement of what they're going after and i think when we take a look at the reason why i'm more like comfortable with bethesda joining xbox and i was with blizzard with activision is is game pass you know that 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 revenue constantly coming in um, Xbox and Microsoft believing that they can own this service market and be this almost Netflix-like service for games in terms of, you know, market share. And that's where I think, you know, there is like, all we got to do is make good games and make sure these games come out in a reasonable shape. You know, we, when we take a look at all these services right now, we were talking about earlier of uh, of like, oh, you got Hulu, you got Apple Plus, you got this, you got that, you got Amazon Prime. But all those services right now have really good content. Like mm -hmm. even Apple Plus, uh, like Ted Lasso is a fantastic show. Mythic Quest, I'm loving it. You know, I, I go over to Hulu, I got Handsmaid's Tale. I go over to Amazon, I got Invincible, like, the content has never been better for TV because I believe that they've went and pivoted so hard on this service front. And yeah, some, you know, some services for sure fail or are bound to like, let's take a look at Peacock or whatever the hell Paramount Plus is. But the ones that <laughs> stick around are the ones that are really experimenting with shows and, and what's going to actually captivate an audience. And so that's why I think the same implementation is there is happening at, at Xbox as well. Like you talk about like, yeah, like who would have actually played Psychonauts 2 
if it wasn't on Game Pass. Exactly. One white dude in like, what is it? Why like, does the race West. always have to come into it? <laughs> whatever, whatever. You get it. It's just some bland dude in the Midwest who uses Central Time is going to play that game. But now it's going to be played by hopefully hundreds of thousands, if not millions of folks that are going to give this game a shot they would never had in the first place. And then also seeing, oh, well, we'll take a look at these indie games like The Ascent and we'll pick them up and, and, and we'll build that, that content from there. Mm-hmm. It's really awesome to see. I'm not, I, I think after the conversation that we've had, I'm not really concerned about the consolidation. I'm actually kind of now, you know what? I'm kind of getting a little excited about it. I, let me be a slave to the corporate culture, you know? Like we it. already are. No, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I, I just think. Capitalism. No, that's what it is. I think uh, I think you're right. I, I think you should be excited because, like I said, there's going to be some growing pains. There's going to be change. Change can always come with different feelings depending on the type of person. Um, and it, the, the, the market that we've known and lived with our whole lives for gaming and these brands that we love, be it Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo is always a little over here as we joke about. But it is going to change. Um, and it's changing before our eyes. We're living through it. But at the end of that, um, we're all going to be better off for it. We're going to be have we're going to have more games with more diversity that are accessible anywhere, which we you know we've never had before. Yeah, well said. Is there anything else we'd like to touch on before we head on out here? I think that's a wrap for this week, gentlemen. Uh, that was that was mostly a good show. <laughs> yeah, I really like three fourths of it. Like when you know Luke wasn't fucking talking, it was great. Um, Ains, you did a good job today. Um, <laughs> Ains, Ains did a good job today. <clears throat> so yeah, WB, I, huh? Xbox, PlayStation's dead. Am I, I using this? So. Yeah, I'll I really hope you do. <laughs> you get more clicks if you do. <laughs> like you, I'll, you, I'll, I'll really give you a real one. Well, I'll give you a real one, but like. Yeah, I could also give you a picture of, like Phil, like he's peeing on like the PlayStation logo or something. Oh hilarious. That is going to be it for this week's cast. <laughs> I've seen Thank that. I've literally who... seen that. <laughs> that was a thumbnail I saw. <laughs> Shut up, Joe. <laughs> Thank Sorry. you to those of you who have, written, who have written in your questions. We appreciate you guys. Uh, we saw them this week. We did not quite get to them. Uh, but please keep doing so. And of course, you can always rate Cast Co-op over on iTunes uh, or follow us on Season Gaming's YouTube page. The likes mean the world. So we appreciate you guys there. Uh, gentlemen, it's time to plug the different projects that you've been working on. Uh, Joseph Moran, let's start with you. What's the trophy room doing lately? Nothing much. All right, cool. Good stuff. Thank you for that. Uh, Mr. Ainsley Bowden, what's Season Gaming got in the works? Uh, this, and I apologize. What? <laughs> this is a good show i enjoyed myself we had laughs we had some good talks well, you can find I, me at mr bad bear or at ps trophy room <laughs> you can rate us there at five stars we're trying to get to 200 reviews on itunes it mean a lot we're having How a ratchet clank giveaway the show we're currently on and then you could right after you're done with that you go to cast co-op you rate us five stars there as well we really need it and we'd really appreciate it and help it boost us up over there on itunes we're actually on itunes now fun and we're there we fought tim apple again and we beat the shit out of him uh you can find me on twitter at insipid ghost <laughs> and for xbox expansion pass i will uh brag a little bit i really enjoyed my episode with asa green river uh guest hosting with me and then interviewing eve crevochet of take this 
uh, and their work that they do over with mental health. I've got a couple interviews coming up in the next few weeks as well, including the developer of Never Yield, uh, which is just recently released at the time of this recording. That's um, he is uh, a developer from Detroit, which is really, really cool. And his game is is pretty darn dope as well. So Never uh, Yield is the name of the game. Never Yield is the name of the game. Neil is the developer. Ariel Knight is his name on Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, does, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. he's gotten a lot of uh, spotlight for being uh, yes. a black creator uh, that works solo on the game and being from Detroit as well. And so, like, there's there's a lot of stories there that I want to investigate and look into um, to hear. Yeah, I saw it launch because uh, uh, Mo was uh, playing it last night. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. I, oh. I've been sitting on it. Go ahead. I do have something uh, to comment on. I, I don't want to announce the name yet, but I am doing a interview next week. Uh, it's going to be an industry perspective chat, but as part of our Good in Gaming initiative, because you made me think of it with the mental health. Um, and it is uh, probably by far the biggest guest I've ever had. Oh, really? wow. Very cool. I'm very excited about it. It's taken a long time to coordinate, but uh, it should be a good one. So stay tuned. So we should have um, eyes peeled for at Season Gaming Socials for that then. Yeah, I think we're recording next uh, next Wednesday. We're recording, so it'll go live next Thursday, a week from today, as we're recording this. But as you're listening to this, the upcoming Thursday, yes. Excellent. Excellent. I thought of a real funny joke. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna make your real funny joke after yeah. you just plug the mental health one. <laughs> yeah, that's your move. That's I your move. Gonna, I, I was gonna say I have also an announcement. <laughs> That me and Luke's mom yeah. are going to go out on a date. It's our third date. Uh, and if all things are going well, seems like. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. This coffee is um, so weird. Off, That's going to be it for this episode of Cast Co-Off. Joe, do your thing. <laughs> Keep casting that co-op. I hate the show. Weird. 